What if I told you those scattered Google notes, draft social posts, and notebooks filled with unshared stories could be a fast pass to a more fulfilling life waiting for you, but only if you publish them. Learning to just press publish changed my life for the better as a woman, mom, and writer. Now I wanna create the same transformation for you. I'm your host, Erin Galloway, multi-passionate author and ally for storytellers. I started Habitize Publishing to support storytellers, including kids, CEOs, senior citizens, and now you, to share your voices and spark more joy than you ever thought was possible. I hope after today's episode, you'll publish one piece you've been holding back on and see where the journey takes you. Welcome, friends, to another episode of the Press Publish podcast. I am here doing an unscripted interview today with someone who didn't just recently publish. She's had her journal out there, having user experience, learning what worked, learning what she would improve on if she were to revisit publishing again. And we've honestly, if I'm being fully transparent, we've never had a full conversation ourselves. We met on social media. I loved what she do. I love the journal and the planner that she's created. And I thought her perspective in her publishing journey could be really insightful for those who are unsure what a one-year look forward could look like after they press publish for the first time. So Heather, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. I love that you were willing when I sent you a post, it was pretty vague. And I was like, hey, would you be open to being on the podcast? And instantly you said yes. So I appreciate your willingness to just kind of jump in and see how the conversation goes. Absolutely. Podcasts are probably my favorite platform to share because I'm a talker. So this is perfect. <laughs> oh, good. So if you could start us off where you are now, and that if you could talk to us about the planner that you put out there, and then how you even came up with the idea for putting together the Say Yes to You planner. Yes. So like you said, it's called the Say Yes to You planner. It's a 90-day weekly and daily planner plus journal. So in the back, it's got 60 pages of just blank dot grid journaling pages. And where it is today, it's on my version 2.0. I released the OG version exactly a year ago. And then six months ago, I upgraded it to a little bit of a fancier format with the YRO binding and tabs for each week and a nice 10 millimeter laminated cover. It's got a bookmark and like a little paper pocket in there so you can store papers. And the the intention is really that it's one planner for everything that you need. So going back to why I created it, at the end of 2019, I was doing a little bit of reflecting on kind of how that year had gone. And I jokingly call it my lost year, but it's not a super funny joke because really I felt like I hadn't accomplished anything that year. And I felt very lost and confused about like why I couldn't seem to get it together. I also felt like I was not pulling my weight as a wife, 
Like I was not being a very good mom. And I was like, I know that I want better in my life. So I bought two planners at the end of 2019. One was a very robust goal setting kind of workbook style planner. And then one was a really basic weekly spread planner that I, in my mind, I was like, I'll use the goal setting one to come up with my goals and my vision for the year. And then I'll use the weekly one just to write down my daily to do's. Um, and over the course of the following couple of years, I tested out various planners. The goal setting ones that I tried all felt really cumbersome. Like it was a lot to keep track of and then you're constantly reviewing and that takes a long time. And then you're writing out all the new stuff. It was like, you know, every week I felt like I was spending an hour just trying to keep that prepared for the following week. And then every day I had to make sure I was doing all the things right. It just was too cumbersome as a mom of young children and running a business. And then the weekly spread never felt like enough. Like it was not structured enough for me. So the other piece of it that I've now realized is that I'm also ADHD, fairly recently diagnosed. And so the neurotypical planners that people use, they don't work for my brain. And so over time, over about two and a half years, I developed my own system and I was moving towards coaching moms. And I realized other people need this too. Like if I'm struggling with keeping track of everything and making sure I'm fitting self-care in and all these pieces that I track within my planner, other moms probably need this too. So that was the inspiration was that this is a really simple tool you can use to work between your home life and your business life and also make sure you're taking care of yourself at the same time. So that was the inspiration behind it. And also you don't have to carry around three different planners. At one point I was carrying around three or four different notebooks every day. And I was like, I just want everything in one notebook. Well, and this is what I love about problem solvers like yourself, yeah. where yeah. you said, I have my own thing that I have to figure out. I don't know what the solution is, but I'm curious enough to try a different, try a couple different strategies. I'm aware of what I want this like two to three different product system to look like. But at some point you said, I've created something that's special enough that I don't see on the market from others in the way that I want it. And you trusted your instinct to say, well, why not me to create it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm not even sure where that really came from. I didn't think that hard about the fact that what I had to offer was great. The part that really held me up was the publishing part. I felt very intimidated by the actual uploading of the PDFs and getting them printed because I think there was just a lot of fear about what if I do it wrong and then people think I'm not good at what I do or you know just like all these fears about what what will other people think if I don't do it right so I had the entire planner ready to go for almost six months 
before I actually, yeah, like I had the idea and concept and designed it in January of 2022. And I did not publish it until this time, June, end of June, 2022. <laughs> because of that fear of the publishing process, which actually ended up being not that hard. But I was always, I'm not the greatest with technology. So I was worried that I would like mess something up with with the upload process. <laughs> and it's so common, right? If you were a first time author, publisher, creator, you're making many assumptions in your own headspace. What am I not seeing? What do I not know that I should know? Yes. Um, and that is often where I find that people sort of take two different crossroads. One is they pause or they stop altogether. And the other is where they maybe go and hire somebody because they feel like somebody who has put themselves out there is maybe a bigger, better expert than I am. And they can overly invest in the creation process, mm -hmm. sort of second guessing themselves as to what they're capable of. Um, yep. And I guess maybe then you sort of took the third part, right? The, the third option, which was okay, at some point I have to say that, no, 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 I've done a good enough job yeah. that I did figure it out and I'm going to finally press publish. And is there anything that you could say to yourself now, if you remember that publishing day and you're actually doing it, that you would now tell yourself differently? So funny story, when I did upload and publish it. I, I created a JPEG of the cover so that I could announce that it was ready because I did print on demand for that. So once I had it uploaded, I could start promoting it immediately. So I pressed publish and I, and I got the JPEG and I was putting it out there. And after uh, maybe a week or so, I had somebody from the UK reach out to me and she said, Heather, I'm nervous to send this to you, but I'm wondering, because under the under the branding of my planner, it's making motherhood simple is kind of the umbrella that these products fall under. Um, and she said, I'm wondering what mother hot is, like with one O. And I was like, oh no. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I had, there moment. was just a typo, yeah, on the cover. And what was really interesting and showed me how much personal growth there had been when she messaged me and I realized that I had made a typo, I just laughed. I thought it was so funny because I was so afraid of making a mistake and a mistake happened anyway, and it was okay. So that's what I would tell myself, even if there is a mistake, Especially when you do print on demand, that's so easy to fix because you just update the PDF, re-upload it, and you're good to go, right? And so she was very nervous to tell me because she thought I would be upset. And I just, we were voice messaging and I was just laughing like, this is so funny to me because I'm actually not upset or embarrassed at all. I, I kind of think it's hilarious. <laughs> well, and... And what you're describing is one of the incredible perks of print-on-demand or self-publishing is that it does help you overcome some, some of that fear of yeah. the misprint. Yeah. And I've often said that it's okay to print with imperfections and marketing people are like, you need to stop saying that. 
You, you mm. need your sales pitch should not be it's okay to you know print with imperfections and i'm like but there's a whole group of people of us out there that will keep looking and will keep looking and ultimately because we've looked at it so many times our eyes are no longer going to catch it and yep. so if we don't put it out there we're just delaying the other learning part of the process um yes that will only come after doing it with errors and all Right. And I mean, there are professionally edited and published books that I find typos in. So I just think it's a great opportunity, not that you want there to be errors, but it's a great opportunity to show that you're human too, right? And I think there's this deeply ingrained need for perfection in our society ever since we were little kids, like if you don't do it perfect in school, you get a bad grade. Or I had bosses in the corporate world where if I made a mistake, it was like the world was ending, right? And so reprogramming our nervous system that like there can be mistakes and everything's going to be okay. And you just keep, you just keep moving forward. And I don't know if you found on that first version I am sure that there are, as you said, sort of the mistakes that you didn't even see coming because you had planned it as well as you did. I'm sure yeah. you figured out all the graphic design and the layout. And when you go to move towards this 2.0, right, that you now have out there, which I can say I did not see the, I saw a video or an image of the 1.0. I have now, you've shown me the 2.0 and it is it is simply beautiful. It is incredibly professional in that like you would go into a very large retail store and be very drawn to it and the way that it looks and all the functionality that it serves people. And so how did you decide that it was time to invest in the second version of the product and not just sort of say like, oh, I did that. I did the first version. It's helpful. It served people and I'm good but you decided to take it to the next level. Yeah, thank you so much. So there were a few things about the first version that I personally found inconvenient when I was using it. And that was sort of the first part. So the original version was eight and a half by 11. It was standard paperback book binding. So it, it didn't lay flat. And those were kind of the main functionality pieces that I found a little bit frustrating. The other piece was I wanted to get this into retail stores because I want it to be available for as many people as possible. And I did not feel good taking that OG version to a retail store. I didn't feel like it felt special enough, even though the content inside was going to get the same result. I wanted moms to see it and feel like this is very special. This is going to be like my special notebook. Um, and, and so that's what really was driving it was I wanted to feel confident when I presented it in front of somebody that this is really special and something that moms will want to pamper themselves with. Right. Because Yes, you can just buy like a basic planner that's sort of boring, but how much more fun does it make your planning, which most people have to really put effort into reminding themselves to get their planning done. It feels so much better when it's in a binding and format and functional for 
how you, how you work. So that's really what inspired the version 2.0. And I know that you have a coaching business that goes along with incorporating the planner into what it is that you do. And I've had a lot of conversations with coaches, therapists, trainers who have wondered, will my investment in a physical product still enhance my business and enhance my services when so many people are creating more virtual experiences? They're creating everything online and How have you found that having a physical product that is either available online or available directly through you, how has that enhanced your business? I mean, my whole business honestly has become centered around it in a lot of ways. I originally created it to be supplementary for people, but the more that I started selling and talking to people about it and hearing the ways it was changing their life, the more I recognized not only is this working for me, but it's also working for so many people and it incorporates all the things that I teach with coaching, right? So when I have a coaching client, we use this same system, but you don't necessarily have to do coaching with me to get the benefit of the tools and the practices that I coach on, right? So if you're more of a DIY type of person and you just need to know what you need to do and then you can do it, the planner is perfect. And then I have some clients that buy the planner and they're like, Heather, I need help implementing. And then they hire me either for accountability sessions, they join my group, say yes to you planning sessions, or they hire me for full on, you know, coaching. And I think all of those are beautiful because people are determining what type of support they need to move their life in the direction that they want to move it. And you're really helping people tap into a lot of different functionalities for how they go about managing their lives, right? Some people still want to do everything on a virtual space, right? An app, they don't want to have any physical planners or notebooks or journals. And then I'll say there's the whole rest of us. Yeah. <laughs> they keep yeah. trying to go that way and paper keeps yeah. bringing us back. And then we yeah. try to go back and paper keeps coming back to us. Yeah. And you are offering people that opportunity to like have something physically in their hand and use those skills and feel those senses. But then you're able to also take it to the next level with the planning and accountability. So you're really, you know, offering again, sort of a suite of opportunities for people to be engaged with you. Yeah. And The digital planners are interesting because I know they are all the rage. People are making a lot of money on like Etsy selling digital planners. And I've thought about like, oh, I should create one, but I can't bring myself to do it because a big part of this is the ADHD factor. But digital planning is scientifically proven to not be as effective as pen to paper. So that's one component that physically writing out your schedule and your to-dos and all these pieces actually cements it into your brain 
more effectively than having that all digital. The other piece is that my clients already have digital planning tools like project management systems and Google calendars and things like that. And it's not working for them. So what I've since discovered with my ADHD diagnosis is the way that I need to plan needs to be something that is physically out that I can see throughout the day that gives me that reminder. Oh yeah. Drink your water. Oh, did you take your supplements with your lunch? Oh, did you remember to do that thing that you see on your to-do list that you might otherwise completely forget about? Like, yes, you can have a digital to-do list, but it's not in your face all day long. So for people who are forgetful, for people with ADHD or who are neurodivergent, having that like physical planner in front of your face every day is is a very important component to actually making it an effective practice. And I talk with people who have, again, some sort of coaching business or therapy practice who feel as if, you know, there is a thought leadership book within them, right? They don't know if they should be the primary author or they should be a part of one, but there's, you know, a thought leadership, it's more extensive book. But that feels very intimidating in the process and it feels very down the road. And so I talk with people about a planner or a journal in order to help your clients now, right? In the near future can be a bit of a stepping stone into figuring out, do you really want to write the thought leadership book? Or is that really not you something more engaging and active as a planner or journal is the right fit for both you as an author and those people that you serve, how has putting this planner out there for you sort of, again, filled that thought for you of, okay, people come to me for coaching. I don't know if I need that book yet. This planner has served that purpose is like planting a flag in the space that you work in. Yeah. I mean, for me, as a former corporate project manager, As a person who is very good at seeing systems, like ways to systematize and simplify things, the planner takes all of the things that I teach and coach on and systematizes them, right? And puts it into an easily repeatable process for people. And so when you think about then taking that next step and creating a thought leadership book, it's basically taking the action steps in the planner and then you can just expand on that in a thought leadership book, right? In a self-help type book or, or something of the sort. So thinking about how would you break down what you coach on into a system? Like think about the most common problems your people have, the most common solutions that seem to work And then coming up with like, what is your system for how you help people? And how can you put that into a planner or a a journal? I've seen some that are visioning journals or visioning planners or goal setting planners or social media planners, right? Like how can you take what you do and you coach on and, and put it into that type of a process? Well, and you've really, you know, opened, I think, people's eyes who either are listening today or are already a part of your network to say, like, you have an idea 
it can be me that actually creates the product. I don't have to wait for somebody else or assume that, you know, somebody else is more of an expert than me that I, I'm not ready. And then you now get to tell this story about how your product is evolving. And I say evolving because you've now 2.0 and I'm sure in the course of 2.0, you're going to be like, you're going to learn some more and then decide if another version might come or another variation might come for a different particular audience. Mothers might be in the focus now, but maybe there's another sort of group that you've thought of creating a planner for. It's really funny that you bring that up because there are two things on the horizon, <laughs> potentially three. The first that that I've already launched in a digital format in a printable download is called, I call it the best project planner. And so the goals and things that you're working to achieve in your say yes to you planner that has to start with taking a big overwhelming thing and breaking it down into into those tasks, right? And so the project planner does that. It takes you from like that big idea that's, and I say this again, for neurodivergent folks, we really struggle from going from that big idea into taking action. And so it's a five-step process that walks you through, okay, you've got the big idea, get it all out of your head, then start organizing it, then start putting it into like a roadmap and a schedule and then track your progress, right? Keep keep yourself accountable to getting it done. So that's been fun. And I'm going to create that in a physical format. So you'll have basically a little partner planner for your say yes to you planner that will help you as you're launching something new, or if you have a big house project, or you want to plan your child's birthday party, there's so many things on a daily basis that we're trying to tackle that feel overwhelming. So like you said, we shut down and we stop, or we delay it forever. And really the only person that that holds back is you. So this was my tool to help people just start taking action. So that's the first thing. The second thing is with everything I'm learning about ADHD, I'm creating a version that will be similar to the Say Yes to You Book Planner, a little bit different, that's really focusing on planning in a way that works with your ADHD brain instead of in the more neurotypical way. Because whenever I look at those neurotypical planners, I'm like, I don't understand how these help people. It does not make sense to me. And so putting something out there that's really helpful because the psychiatrist that I met with that diagnosed me, he's like, there's not enough out there for people with ADHD. Everyone that's ADHD knows that planning and writing things down helps us, but there aren't actually great resources specifically for us and the way our brains work. So that's the second thing. I'm so glad I led towards that question <laughs> yeah. because, you know, you are continually figuring out how to solve a problem that is relatable to you, which makes yeah. you look at every product that you're putting together and say, okay, how can this help me first? Therefore, yeah. it's the foundation of how it can help others. And, and I'm sure yeah. as you get feedback from people, they're giving you insights that are a little bit different than what maybe you would have expected, but you know, the whole core of your concept is going to serve you. And therefore you have this basis to do your product development from. And, and I love that that's the approach that you take to creating these. And I think 
just as an entrepreneur in general, if it's not something that you have an emotional connection to, it's very difficult to actually produce an offer or a product that really will help people because you have to understand their need first. And when it's your own need also, that's kind of, in my opinion, like the easiest way to start. <laughs> I would absolutely agree. And that's a that's a perfect note to end on because I know that there are so many listeners who have either written a children's book based on an experience with their own child or their grandchild or other people that are creating writing journals or guided journals that are based on, you know, maybe their own. We have people that do like companion guides to podcast episodes or people that create sort of personal assistant experiences as a guided journal to mentoring programs or mastermind programs that they have. And again, it's coming as a connection to the work that they already do not just sort of opening up a, a bookshelf and saying like, oh, that book's missing. Maybe I should fill it. Like it has a yeah. personal connection, which I think makes it an even more enriching experience to go through. I agree. Well, if people were to come and find you, because I hope they do, your journal, again, it is beautiful and lovely. And I have not had the chance to try it myself, but based on all the components that are in it, I feel pretty confident that it could be life-changing for people who do want a physical planner product in their hands. So how do they come and find you either on social media or the web? Yeah, so I am Heather Reed Coaching everywhere. So my website is heatherreedcoaching.com. If you're specifically looking for planners and planning support, it's on the plan drop-down menu at the top. And then on Instagram, I'm Heather Reed Coaching and Facebook, I'm also Heather Reed Coaching. That does make Easy. it simple. Yes, <laughs> yes. I love that for you. <laughs> well, thank you again for your time today. I appreciate your willingness to just jump in and have our very first conversation. And I hope that it's not our last because I'd love to hear more about how, again, your 2.0 is received and how these additional products might come to life. And so we'll have you back on to share what you learned then. That would be great. Thank you so much. Okay, friend, are you ready to share one piece of content you've been holding back on? Trust your instincts and press publish. If this episode sparked curiosity in your publishing journey, head over to thehabitizedlife.com for more resources. Or check out the after show with our guests on Instagram at habitizedlife. All the links mentioned today are in our show notes. And hey, I'm off to reheat my cup of coffee for the second time today, but I'll meet you back here next week with a fresh cup and a new episode.